Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Roderick. Thanks for tuning in to The Unhidden Message. Today, um, we're starting a new series, The Power of Your Testimony, part one, with my friend Nathan. Uh, I, this is recorded on the app Stereo. I hope you guys remember that. It's something that was started last year, and I decided to do uh, the recording on that. But stay tuned and listen to his powerful testimony. God bless. All right, Nathan, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, don't know what happened there. <laughs> uh, I think I you joined, but I didn't tag along with you. So um, I'm gonna post this on social media, on the on Instagram real fast. Um, we can get started, whatever. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing wonderful, brother. I'm doing really good. Awesome. Well, I'm about to pull up so- my apartment. Okay. So, yeah, been uh, been working a little bit today, taking care of Robbie, and now I'm just getting home. So, ready to talk to my my good brother in Christ. I'm excited. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, this app, I haven't used it, like I said in the last one, I haven't used it since last year, and I was like, let me go in and try this, and I'll be able to uh, take the recording off of this and put it on my podcast, and I'll be able to send you the link, and you can give it to anybody else that want tuning in as well, but this stereo app was something that's pretty unique, um, something live that people can join in, not only people that follow uh, me, and I know you just got on, but also, uh, anybody else, um, because of the, the different marketing hashtags and things like that. So I think the, the topic of, you know, the power of your testimony, obviously, uh, anybody that will tune into this, um, this is my brother, Nathan, we met, uh, last year and I think this what spring, right before I went to Zanzibar, um, I was in Texas for about three months. Um, the Holy spirit led me there and, I was going to the upper room, um, awesome place, and going there, and and I remember uh, meeting Brother Nathan. I think it was was it one of the Maranatha nights, or I don't know exactly what night it was, but I remember uh, Lou Engle was there, and it was it was basically packed, and I was on the second row right behind Lou Engle, and then there was a seat next to me, and and then Nathan come around, and he was like, "Hey, is that seat open?" And I was like, yeah, it's just for you. And 
sat down and we talked and he ended up sharing how he got saved, gave his life to Jesus. And we was connected ever since. So I, I know it's the Holy Spirit that connected us together. And I just wanted to uh, get on here and for you guys to hear his testimony, because I believe there's power in your testimony. Um, you know, obviously people can't take that away from you <laughs> at all. Um because it's something that happened to you personally and things like that. And um, the reason why I wanted to get on here and like share a testimony, because this might be somebody that was particularly in Nathan's shoes before he gave his life to Jesus. Um, and, and this can be an encouragement um, to anybody out there knowing that God loves you. He has a plan for your life and it doesn't matter what you are, you have done or what, you did in the past i mean god can forgive you and wash your sins away and then you just have to come to him as you are and that's very important um and it says in revelation chapter 12 verse 11 and 12 and they it said uh and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and did not love their life to the very death uh so that's revelation chapter 12 verse 11 i'll stop there and i just wanted to uh Start off by saying that um, because it's important. I know how I got gave my life to Jesus over seven years ago, and how I used my testimony on the streets and over while well, I'm overseas in Africa, and how it really impacted people. And I really believe that Nathan, your testimony uh, will impact um, people as well. So um, if you're ready, to, and and we, we'll be on here for about twenty so minutes. Um, of course, follow Holy Spirit, but. Um, yeah, so you can go ahead and just introduce yourself, whatever you want to say, then share, uh, you know, your testimony and your heart a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Brother Roderick. Um, yeah, we met, I think it was uh, uh, Maranatha and I or something like that at Upper Room. And, um, and it was... Uh, we were brothers connected instantly as, as we all are when we're connected with Christ. Um, but it's been, been wonderful having someone who's so intentional. So I thank you for that. Um, so, um, my testimony, um, I was 33 years old when the Lord, um, revealed himself to me through my sin. Um, I think as we all know, we were born with a, a knowledge of God, but we suppress it. And, uh, I was the king of suppressing the knowledge of God. I, um, when I was young, uh, there would be times where I would lay in, uh, in my bed between the ages of like five and nine five and ten and i would have conversations with him but then there were some things happen in life as they do and uh, i didn't know how to handle it properly and didn't have the right support system and guidance and uh it was a it was a spiritual spiritual trauma that i encountered um and so i did not know how to handle that and uh, i ran from the lord did it did it with dramatic style um i was in um 
into selling uh, drugs. Um, I was really the, I knew how to work and I would have seasons where I would get into working and I'd work hard, but I could never hold a job. Um, me and the, and the owners could never get along. There was a couple years where I owned my own business landscaping. And then also for 10 years, I had my own um, uh, contest prep uh, coach business. Um, and I would take care of athletes, high-end athletes with their nutrition and their training. And that was where I would, in the world where I was most successful, I was able to kind of do what I wanted and um, no one could tell me what to do. And that fit well for me. Uh, even though I was very kind of a relaxed person, I didn't like anyone having control over me. And that was uh, a lot of me and the, uh, my father's problem, <laughs> my problem with him. Um, and so went through a lot of, um, made a lot of bad choices as far as self-destructive choices. I was really good at doing self-destructive things to myself and um, causing a lot of suffering to those around me. Uh, I was 33 years old. I was, um, I had lost everything in my life. Uh, I lost my, my son. I was on my second, uh, second marriage and that was, it was going terribly. Um, my brothers and my sisters and uh, my parents, we didn't get along well. Uh, friends weren't, weren't true friends. We, we all used each other and I think we all knew it. And my life was, was in utter darkness. And, um, August uh, 1st, I was starting to suffer from a heart attack um, and was rushed to the hospital. Um, but I did not <laughs> get there under good circumstances. Ended up on, it ended up happening through a domestic violence, uh, which uh, was kind of the trigger of my heart attack. I had hurt so many people, especially the ones I truly loved. I was, I was dying, um, spiritually and physically because of all the stress and, um, how much sin was in my life. Um, when I was, um, in between getting a test run MRIs done, um, a, a, um, a judge was actually called down to um, the hospital where I was at, and they arraigned me uh, right there on my charges. Um, the state was pretty excited to get another charge on me. Um, I'm not sure if this is the exact count, but the last attorney I had, um, he uh, told me I had been arrested 34 times in my life. And uh, the state was, uh, they were ready to put me away. I was facing a uh, 25 to life. Huh. And um, the judge was really excited to show up at two in the morning. It was now this time, it was August 2nd. Um, and uh, the judge was very excited to, to be there to arraign me. And she even got up in the middle of the night to come do it. After the arraignment, I knew I was facing... I was facing prison or I was going to die. 
and I, I didn't want to face prison time. So, and what was, year was that? This was in 2017. Okay. August 2nd, 2017. And so I didn't want to live anymore. I had destroyed everything, everyone around me. I knew I had destroyed my own soul. I, I knew it. And um, there's been many times where I prayed to, to the Father and tell him, if you're real, get me out of this. And he's not going to answer a prayer like that. Uh, but this time I, I just said a couple words. I said, Father, uh, show me some grace. And I ended the prayer there. And uh, a few minutes later, the medical staff said I was having um, heart attacks. And it's because my heart was so uh, stressed and strained and enlarged. My heart was so enlarged and weak. I was only uh, functioning at 30% of my heart's uh, capabilities. So they wanted to um, do run a scope up to my heart, which is a... Um, it's a camera to see what was going on in my heart, to see um, what their next steps were to do. And uh, so as um, they were wheeling me over there, they were letting me know what was going to happen. And they said, normally we put people under for this, but for you, um, because you're so weak and under the, s the strain that your body is under, we, we have to leave you awake. And um, I said, okay. Um, they said, we're going to try to go through the veins in your arm. You have pretty big veins. We're going to try there. If we can't go through there, and we'll go through the uh, the vein, the artery in your leg. Um, so they ended up taking me to the uh, ER room and strapped me down to a bed. And it, they strapped me down with my legs together, my arms opened out wide. And um, life was just leaving my body slowly and slowly. Um, I was... I was falling asleep uh, spiritually and in my own body. I was, I was, I was dying and I was letting myself go. And um, as they started running um, that camera up to my heart, I'm just, my sin is just all over me and it is crushing me. And I had a knowing um, I knew where I was going to go. I wasn't going to be able to see my father in heaven. And it was, it's so hard to describe. It's a voice, a, a, a total surrounding, <clears throat> encompassing sound of, um, in my body and, and all around me, I heard, um, my grace is sufficient for you. And at that moment, I broke. And I couldn't really say anything because I was so weak. All I could do was cry. I was crying because I knew his grace was sufficient. And I surrendered my life to his grace. Because all my working and all my spinning and all my toiling and all my works were just filthy rags. And I knew the only thing I could save me was the Savior, my Lord Jesus Christ. And I let him have all my hurt, 
in pain. I forgave not only myself, but I forgave everyone else who had caused pain to me. And he took everything from me. Uh, the medical staff wasn't sure what was going on. Um, I was just bawling. And they kept asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? And I couldn't talk because I was so weak. But in those moments, life started flooding back into my body. Um, after a, a couple minutes, I was able to tell them I'm okay. I'm okay. It's really awkward. I could really get out because how could I express that? I just went from, from death to life. I didn't even know how to truly explain it to myself. And it took a long time for me to to understand what truly happened. Uh, because before this, I didn't really know much um, about anything spiritual, about the Bible. I knew bits and pieces, but I didn't know what salvation and things could look like. Um, but from that moment, it was a... Um, he was my treasure, right? And uh, Jesus gave a parable saying, uh, a man is walking through a field and he stumbles over a, over a, something in the field and he turns it over and, and it's treasure. So out of the joy that he now has, he goes and sells everything he owns to possess that field, to own that treasure for himself. And um, it'll be five years in August that the Lord graced me with that experience through my suffering. His grace abounded and abounded so tremendously um, that not only that moment, but um, being converted to him, all my care is left. And he has been truly the one that sustained me in good times and bad times. It's all him. And by his grace, um, I am who I am today. Um, I remember I was through the process of um, the Lord working in me. I was going back and, and trying to fix the relationships that I could. Um, some people didn't accept them, and some, when I called and talked to them, uh, they were very forgiving and patient with me. And one of them was my father, and we had a very strained relationship. And um, this was about a year after um, the Lord graced me in the hospital. And uh, I called my dad, and I hadn't spoken to him in probably five years at this point, maybe longer, eight years. And there's been other time periods where I hadn't seen or talked to him in five, 10 years. So, and he called me and said, Nathan, wow. He said, I, I was honestly all these years, every night expecting a phone call from someone telling me that you're dead. And a voice went through me saying, Nathan, this is that phone call that your dad is receiving you. The Nathan that he thinks that's on the phone, he's dead. The person that uh, people see today is not the person that I was when I was 33. He is truly dead. And I've, I have lost, um, I have lost relationships because of that. Um, but I don't want to say it, it all doesn't matter, but it really all doesn't matter compared to the treasure and the glory and the love and the joy and the peace that comes only from Yahweh and the Son, Jesus Christ, and His Holy Spirit. 
I count it all joy because as believers, we know this is our holy and spiritual worship for when we suffer, he is glorified. And it's an honor that I get to glorify my father in heaven through my suffering. Um, I'm so grateful for the grace and understanding and wisdom that he's given me to give him glory in my suffering. Um, so all praise be to God for everything that he's done and will do for, for all eternity. Amen. Amen. It's powerful, man. And, and when you got saved, uh, what did the, like the doctors say, um, you know, after that encounter that you had, like, obviously they took like, I mean, look yeah. at your body and all that. What did they say? Yes. So, um, the procedure ended up, uh, ending short and that kind of worried me. Um, it's like, oh, no, what, what happened? Why are we cutting this kind of short? And they ran some more MRIs and they put me in a secluded room. And I was in there with police officers because I was still under. Um, <laughs> they still needed to book me in at the jail. And so I was still under attainment. So there was police officers with me during this whole process. They wouldn't allow anyone into the hospital to see me. No one wanted to come see me anyway. <laughs> But uh, doctors came in. They said, Nathan, we don't really understand what happened. Uh, here are they put up all the, the different pictures and videos that they ran and took of me and the MRIs. They said, um, we don't really understand what happened. Here's your heart an hour and a half ago. And this is your heart now. It's completely healed. It's completely normal. They said normal. But I knew I was healed. And, and what happened in that moment? I knew the Lord healed me when I, when I surrendered my, myself to him. I knew he healed me. And so they, they were very confused. They didn't understand. And I didn't know how to explain it. I was still in shock a lot over a lot of things as well. <laughs> I, just, I was just happy that I was no longer spiritually dead. And that he did heal my body. Um, but I knew I was, I had a long road ahead of me because I still had to face the the bad choices that I had made. Yeah. And what would you say to people that um, possibly are currently going through what you're going through and like you overcame that and like, um, and reached to the point where you have forgiven yourself? Because a lot of people uh, struggle with that. You know, they, get to that point and they just like they can't forgive themselves so how would you like encourage somebody like that man um it really comes down to having a knowledge of god all sin is because we refuse the knowledge of god and when you know him and see him as beautiful and he's asking you to do something, especially to forgive, it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah. I don't have to some, and I've gone through stages of this where we, we love to sit in our sin and our depression some people love their anger. Some people love their depression. Some people love their anxiety. Some people love their unforgiveness because they can torment themselves. I was done with that. Jesus says, you will know the truth 
and that truth will set you free. And he had given me so much liberty, I was never going to enslave myself back into that bondage. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's that's where it's at, man. I mean, you have to know your identity in Christ. Um, that is the pivotal thing. Um, because once you get that, the enemy doesn't want you to know that, know your identity in Christ and know that you're a child of the king, that we are kings and priests, um, and already seated in the heavenly places with Jesus because of what he has done. So it's just amazing to see what the Lord can do. Even in the midst of uh, chaos, like what you was going through and seeing death was staring at you. But, uh, you know, God has, I feel like, you know, control of your destiny. He's the author of the finisher of our faith. So um, after you got, they had that encounter and everything, um, how did you get like plugged into other believers like church? And how did that go about? How did the Holy Spirit lead you to that? Yeah, so uh he actually brought a a dear brother Jesse Seau into my life, and I was at uh, well, I was walking around a grocery store down in Texas called Kroger, and uh, I was a I was still really big, uh, muscular wise, um, and I have head to toe tattoos, and so, um, and I had a shaved head at the time, so I was, it I didn't work well when I tried to go into churches. Um, and that was part of, uh, the God's grace as well. Um, and I didn't know how to read the word, so I would try to read and I just couldn't grasp it. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know where to start to read. Um, nothing really made sense to me spiritually, but, uh, Jesse, um, uh, praise God that he had such a, also an obedience to the Lord when the Lord prompted him to come talk to me in Kroger, him and I instantly made a connection. Uh, he had a, a story as well, and we just started talking. And he actually was a brother who he took me by the hand and, and walked me through the baby steps of the gospel, walked me through uh, where to start reading, how to read. Um, showed me, he got me plugged into a, a, a local church, and I started going to church with him. And um, it was it was another brother. It was another saint who came and got a hold of me and and uh, and led me until I was uh, the Lord was able to teach me enough to get my feet underneath myself where I could start start walking. That's awesome, man. Um, and with everything, man, and uh. And going forward, like, how did your, like, restoration with your, <clears throat> you know, your son? And how did I, all that, how did the Lord restore all that? Um, well, my oldest son, uh, I have not seen him in five years um, because of the the sins of my past. What had happened, uh, I lost custody of my oldest son. But what's amazing um, was the Lord, I was married at the time like I said, and, um, um, my wife and I, for a year, year and a half, we were trying to have a baby together and it wouldn't, didn't work. But two weeks after, um, the Lord graced me, um, 
he um, he allowed Rachel and I um, to get pregnant. And so uh, Bodie, he is three years old. He will be four June 2nd. He was born. And so um, I've been able to raise a son um, now being um, my first son never got to know me um, with Christ in me. Uh, but that's all my my second son has known. And it's been a complete different love and stewarding over him than my first son. My first son, I was such a mess, right? He, By God's grace, uh, my, my first son, is he's so sweet and, and has so much uh, grace over his life that he um, is was so amazing. I didn't have to do much fathering with him. It was unbelievable. But... Uh, yeah, the Lord just totally redeemed that and allowed me to have another son. That's awesome, man, uh, to see what um, the Lord can do. And that was 2017. It wasn't that far away. Um, and I feel like the Lord is, you know, supernaturally accelerating uh, people's lives. I mean, <laughs> it seems like we're everything that you're explaining and, sh- and sharing and what the encounters seem like just happened yesterday, but uh, you know, it, it wasn't, it was in 2017 and like, it's just amazing to, to see and like how he divinely connected me to you and, uh, you know, our friendship and the Lord knew all that all along. And uh, it's just amazing to see uh, and the future is bright, man. And what other uh, things on your heart, like maybe you can like encourage um, somebody out there that maybe have a family member that went through similar things like you d- went through and they're trying to, uh, you know, believe for their salvation and how can you like encourage them and in, in that? Yeah. Um, man, all suffering, all suffering comes because of sin. Cancer is a parable heart disease and heart attacks, they are parables. Broken lives and broken families, they are parables of sin that's in your life. Hebrews 12, 14, it says, pursue peace with everyone and holiness. For without it, you will not see the Lord. And holiness, another translation is sanctification. 1 Peter 1, 16, it says, be holy for he is holy. Romans 8, 29 says, the will and purpose of the Lord is to transform us into the image of his son. It's all about transforming and renewing the spirit of our minds. Romans 12, 2. We renew our minds by the washing of the word. You have to know God. Daniel 11.32 You will know your God. Be strong and do great exploits. You can only walk in holiness by getting rid of sin in your life. Not even getting rid of it, killing it. Putting it to death. And the way you do that is by abiding in him 
you you got to get in his word you got to make his word that the truth it's the truth and that truth will set you free we have to renew our minds because we were conformed and our whole life we are told to be a certain way act a certain way the way we see things the way we bring things in jesus says the eye is the lamp of the body so what you perceive is the problem if the body if the eye is is dark your, your body will be full of darkness so if what you see comes through and it enters your mind and your mind is twisting it and conforming it to the way the world lives and the way the world has standards, you're, you're in darkness. Your eye is bad. You have to renew that eye. And the heart issue, the root issue of that is the Lord said right after that in Matthew 6, that it's because you're serving two masters. The, the Lord also says in Matthew 12, 33, and, it, and it's a commandment when you read this. It's not just something he's saying. He's speaking to the Pharisees and also to his disciples. He says, guys, either make the tree good or make the tree bad. Either bear good fruit or bear bad fruit, but make a decision. Yeah. Lord says also... If, you know, if you're hot or cold, that's one thing. But if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Either, yeah. either, you know, get in, make that tree good or make it bad. Make a decision. Stop having two masters. Yeah, and that's very important that you, uh, you know, touched on that because I think a lot of people... Um, I have encountered has been has been struggling with that. Uh, they're trying to be in two worlds at the same time. Um, they're trying to be in the world and please their friends and their surroundings in that area. Then they also try to be, you know, in in the church and in Christ and try to build that relationship. But you can't do both. And yeah, and that's what we're seeing today. And it's just amazing that I, I always I know for a fact. And you can read throughout, you know, the book of Acts and even Apostle Paul and the disciples, how they all had their own encounter with Jesus. And that would change everything that they they give. They gave up everything um, to follow Jesus and to see that you had an encounter. You know, of course, you know, I had an encounter and plenty of other people that's doing, you know, have given up 100 percent to the Lord, uh, had all these personal encounters. And I don't. You know, when I talk to people and ask them about their relationship with Jesus, um, you can tell in their uh, the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaks. And you can tell that they haven't had that personal encounter. And it's just a religious thing that they're encountering. So I just that's one of the reasons I wanted you to share your testimony and things like that from your heart, because you didn't come from necessarily a religious background, that, you know, then then transfer to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You just had an encounter with him and went and from a relational standpoint. And, and now you're, you know, on fire for Jesus and doing great things. And I just, uh, encouraged by that because, uh, the Lord wanted me to connect with you. I mean, obviously he had everything set up from the beginning, that open seat, uh, and at the open room was just for you to, and for me to meet you and uh, us to connect and, partnering together with God is doing across the world and 
And it was just amazing to see that God can restore and forgive and set people free. And it doesn't matter what you went through. It doesn't matter what you uh, have encountered and everything. So, but if you have anything else, you know, on your heart that, you know, you just want to encourage uh, anybody, then, uh, then just, you know, prayers out uh, regarding uh, anything else the Lord lay on your heart. <laughs> yeah, man, the, the Lord's beautiful. And that's what that's what keeps you in Christ is you you seeing his beauty and his glory and his grace. You know, understanding, seeing sin, that's great. That's a good warning. But what holds us to the vine is because we taste the sap of the vine. And we know he is good. He is the living bread. He is that living water. He quenches and he, he fills us. He really does. And it's just, he says, come to me. Come to me, all who are heavy laden. All who are burdened. And he really takes it all away. When you just take the time to know him and if you don't know him pray and ask him just pray he answers he is faithful amen and and i want you just to pray uh just you know whatever lord lay on your heart just pray for somebody you know that because this will be recorded so uh people will tune in in the future and it might be somebody that's in sin themselves don't know jesus as their personal lord and savior and just you know pray over them um regarding that amen so you'd like me to say a prayer yeah pray yep all right all right brother Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him. In love, you have predestined us for adoption unto himself as sons through Jesus Christ. According to the will of his purpose, to the praise of his glorious grace, he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our transgressions. According to his purpose that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have obtained an inheritance. According to the purpose of him who works all things to the counsel of his will. So we, who are first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until you acquire possession of it. Because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, might give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your heart become enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, to what is his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is his immeasurable greatness of his power towards those who believe. We thank you, Father, for your Son, Jesus Christ, and your word made flesh. We thank you for the gospel of our salvation. We thank you by hearing and reading. We can come to you, and you enlighten us, and you give us light in dark places. I ask in Jesus' name that anyone who hears this message, that their heart will be softened. And when the light is shining in the darkness, they will not run away, that they will actually reveal their withered hand to the Father and let him heal it. We ask for healing. We ask for deliverance. We ask for your grace on grace to flood those who hear this message, that the light of Christ will reach down and pull them into eternity, that by his power and authority, many souls will be saved, that you will come to a knowledge of the living one true God, Yahweh, Adonai, Yeshua. We thank you for being our sustainer and our rock, our redeemer, our fortress. We give you all glory and honor for you are the creator of all things, heaven and earth. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, bro for that and thank you for you know sharing your testimony and this power in your testimony and it's just amazing to see i'm inspired and keeps me motivated to know that plenty of other people out there that need to have an encounter with jesus and this is one of the ways to you know get the message out um and everything and uh maybe you'll let the people know uh that will listen um to this in the future how can they uh keep up like are you on instagram and things like that maybe you can uh i'll put the information in the my bio in the description of this uh podcast as well uh, to everybody that will listen and you'll be able to follow them but maybe you just go ahead and like just name you know shout out with your uh your instagram or whatever platform you you normally use yeah so um i'm on TikTok, I have a prayer platform on there that I do. It's called Nameless Evangelist. Uh, also on TikTok or um, Instagram, same thing, Nameless Evangelist. Um, you can find me there. Okay. Awesome, man. And I'll put that uh, in the description um, below to everyone that's listening, man. But uh, yeah, awesome to hear, hear, hear that, bro. And um, I know the remainder of this year for you. I uh, can't wait to see what else, you know, God is going to do, man. Obviously we talk on a regular basis, but uh, I just wanted to get on here and, um, 
normally I use these platforms because you never know um, who may tune in to this on stereo, but also um, once I put it out on uh, podcast and I'll be able to send you the link and everything once I uh, put it up on my Instagram and you'll be able to put it up on your page and uh, pray that this will get out some more people that need to hear it because, you know, our Lord is coming soon um, and time is running out. And his desire is for everyone to be saved because the Bible says you're not willing that any man should perish, so but all should come to repentance. So God's heart is for everyone that will listen to receive Jesus and walk their uh, personal relationship out with him 100% and do what you have called to do um, on this earth. So thank you, everyone, for uh, <clears throat> tuning in. And thank you, bro, Nathan, for uh, getting on here, sharing your testimony and everything, man. And uh, uh, it's encouraging. Amen, brother. Well, bro, I definitely uh, let you go for we log off this uh, platform uh, and everything. But uh, so I can go ahead and uh, go and upload it. Um, but also, man, and I'll probably be doing uh, and I'll be actually doing some more. In the future, I got at least a couple, you know, more people that I know that um, doing like an encounter, a couple of counter podcasts. So um, you're the first to get on here um, to share yours. And so I just can't wait to hear more and the impact this will make. Amen, brother. Well, grace be with your spirit. All right, bro. We love you, man. Love you, too. All right, bro. Bye. All right, bro.